I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are back. It's the Afternoon Ask Anything show here on DKPittsburghSports.com. Remember, if you're listening to this show or watching this show, you can catch all of our answers on any question asked here that you might have missed by subscribing to DKPittsburghSports.com's podcast channel on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And all of that is for free. So don't forget to do that. I'm Chris Carter here with Taylor Haas. We're taking your questions live on air on anything sports related or or, or otherwise. And uh, we got your questions. Remember, you can you can ask questions on Facebook Live, YouTube, or Periscope if you're watching via Twitter. Drop a question in the comments. We'll be sure to get your your question on the screen and answer it here. And if, as always, our show is brought to you by. Uh, Mike's Beer Bar and the North Shore Tavern, where over 500 beers are available, 80 of which are on tap, and almost all of those are on our Western Pennsylvania-based brew right here locally. It's an awesome selection, great food, right across the street from PNC Park on Federal, Federal Street. Go to either of those restaurants. You're going to have a great time. Taylor, how you doing today? Oh, tired. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I understand that. Feels like a weird day. I thought I'd be covering a practice today. Uh <laughs> None of that. Uh, so yeah, they didn't have like a clean out day or anything yet. Kind of feels like we're in a purgatory like a limbo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, here's what I love about our fans, about our, our our loyal listeners. My man Daniel Matos, straight out of Brazil. He's always mm-hmm. on our show, and he's already cracking the Carey <laughs> Price jokes. He said we need Carey Price for next season. I mean, Taylor, this is the story right now. Outside of the Pirates doing just one of the worst plays I've ever seen in baseball about 20 minutes ago. Um, the, the Penguins losing in the first round of the playoffs again. And when things looked like they were going their way, again, this team earned the top seed in the East. There were things going so right for them. And there, there were plenty of positive things, but then you had the breakdown in game five, where it was just one moment from Jari ruined it all. And then game six, everything just fell apart. Yeah, I mean, goaltending's the story on on both sides. Sorokin was lights just out, incredible. Yeah, um, I mean, if if he would have, uh, you you have to think because he only started game one. He only got a shot because Varlamov was hurt. Like if Varlamov was healthy, like wow. would Sorokin have gotten a chance at like, uh, you know, I it, it could have been a different series if he if he would have gotten that chance. But yeah, I mean, Jari, I I, I wrote about it on the site. Uh, today without getting too boring about like advanced stats there's a there's a so you know the typical goalie stats golden against average save percentage they don't really take into account the actual quality of shots um the goalie is facing um 
there's a stat that does that called gold save above expected. And basically, Jari, um, you can do the math and figure out like how many goals they kind of let in uh, more than they should have based on the workload they're, uh, you know, taking on. And Jari let in about eight more than he should have. And mm-hmm. that's the worst performance by a goalie in the playoffs since um, Ilya Bridgdalov in 2014. So you got to go that far back to find a, find a goalie who um, was that bad given the workload uh, that he had. So, um, I mean, yeah, so the Islanders weren't really even testing Jari that hard. But, uh, yeah, so it, it goes beyond that that game five uh, double double overtime moment. But <sighs> goaltending. It's, it, that, that's going to be the story until – until something changes there, we'll see what happens. I know there's, there's going to be a lot of talk about who do this, who do the Penguins protect from the Kraken? Because you know, a lot of people were assuming it might be, not, you know, they can they can only protect one goalie. And then people were saying they, they'll protect Tristan Jari, but after that, now people are saying Casey Smith. You know what's <laughs> going to happen there? There's lots of things. We got a ton of hockey questions coming, um, so I'm sure we'll be getting to that at at some point. Um, our boss chimed in here. Which Carter? Was better, says Dayan Kovacevic. Um, I, I gotta say, I I'm better. Are you kidding me? I didn't let in a single goal all series. Like I'm just I'm lighting it up while I'm also covering the Steelers and Pitt. So I, I I gotta say, I think I was the MVP. Or wait, I'm sorry, you guys do stars. Was one star is the best star, right? Or is three yes, stars? The best star? What what is the best? <laughs> yeah, yes, I was the one star. <laughs> I don't. Jeff Carter was their best player in, in these playoffs. I mean, uh, people were joking, like, after, I mean, before they got knocked off, like, you know, like, you know, he's going to win the comp smite for them if they go all the way. And he, But, I mean, he was making case, yeah, he was uh, he was their best player. And, um, I mean, he showed up game six, too. Um, Jari didn't, so I don't know. Those power rankings, pretty tough. Uh, you might have to go Jeff Carter, Chris Carter. Carter Hart. Carter. Oh, <laughs> Does he deserve a star? Carter. I don't think he deserves a star. He's not in the playoffs. <laughs> that, that's funny. Um, got a quick uh, Steelers note here from Chad Parsons who says, can't wait to see Najee at training camp. Looks great from everything I've seen. Hey, we are not officially allowed to say who is and who isn't at practice, but we can tell you that a, a guy wearing a number 22 jersey at Steelers OTAs today caught a nice one-handed pass from uh from, from uh, you know from Mason Rudolph. So things are happening there. And I will say this. You know, we talked to Kevin Dotson. I asked him about Najee Harris and what he's seen from him and how the offensive line's gelling with him. They're like, dude, like he knows everything already. He's already taking in everything. He knows where to be with every cut, with every step, with every block, with every rep. He's being everywhere. And so I was like, whoa, okay, that's cool to see. And again, Kevin Dotson's just a second year player. He's not, that's not like if Marquise Pouncey's the last year where you're like, okay, Pounce's been with the system for 10 years. But still, Najee Harris making good impressions in OTAs. For sure. Steelers fan 111168. Ah, here's the question that we were knew was coming, Taylor. Is Mike Sullivan on the hot seat after three early playoff exits? I'll let you take this. I mean, I think it's on the table, um, especially because, I mean, Burke and Hextall, they have a full offseason to kind of shape the team the way they want to. Um, you know, if they want to change the identity of the team, um, the coach is a, a place to start. Um, there are some some good coaches out there that are looking for jobs. I don't think Tortorella is going to come here. Not after he – Tom and I just talked about this. I can't remember if it was off the air on our podcast. But like, the way he, like, he, he, ripped, he ripped the Penguins, like, as an organization um, in the past. I don't 
I don't think it's gonna Twerts is on the table. Um Tockett, I I don't I feel like they want maybe some more more proven. Um Jard Gallant is might be a good option. Uh if they want to make a coaching change, but I, I, I don't think a coaching change is a is a given at this point, but I think it's on the table. That's my thing. It's I again, I'm not the hockeyite, but I, I do I, I do look at this and see, like, if they had just had a better goaltender or if these Casey Smith was healthy and they could have said, hey, Tristan, we're going to give you a break because you had a rough, rough day. And what if Casey DeSmith comes in, plays well, and we're talking about game seven right now? You know, are we talking about Mike Sullivan being a problem? Because if, if nothing else, I thought he uh, he got this team to rebound, to, to stay focused in the sp- throughout the spring and get the top seed. This was, you know, everyone was like, we yeah, yeah, we want the Penguins to avoid the Bruins and, and the Capitals, get the Islanders who they did well against all season long. And again, the, the team played, played they out, they outshot the hell out of the Islanders in game five. It was, you know, just a couple, a couple bad moments and then a really bad moment at the end of, uh, of the games, uh, you know, so you know, I'm not sure how much of that is Mike Sullivan's fault. And if we want to, you know, stream that all over into everything that he's done, um, you know, I get this. People are frustrated with the last last three playoff seasons, but, you know, maybe there's some other changes that need to be made. But I, I just that I don't I don't believe in making those sweeping changes because of a couple bad moments. Yeah, I mean, I also we were talking about him getting, you know, is he on the hot seat? I also think he should be a Jack Adams candidate because the which is the coach of the year. Mm-hmm. But that voting is done at the end of the regular season, and I mean, we talked about it on our show. Um, you know, at the end of the regular season, and you know, the injuries the Penguins had, the fact that they were still able to to win um, the division, uh, it, I think that that merits the Jack Adams consideration, but the playoff exits like and especially when you look at the bubble last year against a weak team um i know they had carry price uh, better than uh just the Still way they lost, yeah the way they lost to the islanders i mean you have to look into um the goalie coach to mike buckley i guess um just based on the way jari you know because jari was the story um and the way i guess matt murray kind of kind of fell apart towards the end here i don't know i guess We'll be talking about this for a while because it's going to be a long offseason. Well, that's that. That was the next thing that Maxwell Peckett uh, brought up is what is what with the Penguins goalies and their their glove hand their their glove hands with is an issue. It was with, issue with Murray and it was an issue with Jari in this series. Do you, why do you think that is Taylor? Uh, I, I saw some people talk about maybe it's the it's the goalie coach you know maybe assistant there. Um, you know it, is that a theme that maybe there's just a general problem within the organization or you think it's just happened to be these two players. That was just a problem they've had. No, I mean, because Murray, that was a, something he he dealt with for a long time. His glove hand was a problem for a long time. Jari, that you, that was a problem in these playoffs, but he was just kind of shaking over all these playoffs. Uh, you look at the, at the regular season and like his overall body of the work, you can't say he has a bad glove hand. Um, so I don't know why that showed up more just in these playoffs, but I, it's, I don't think it's something like, Oh, Penguins goalies have bad glove hands um, because he, he didn't before. I hear you there. I hear you there. Lewis McKenzie says price does have a good track record in the playoffs. <laughs> we know from last year, at least. Um, and he did make a hell, hell of a save. Was that last week now? Oh, these days just blend together. Um, uh, Brian, Brian Christopher says the worst part about this series uh, loss is, is losing three straight playoff uh, three straight games after the intense physical back and forth emotional win in game three. Yeah, that is that. Well, wait. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that is tough. I was, gonna, I was, gonna, I was 
was like, they played what? really well, and that yeah. like the, the like that's why you know what they didn't make any changes to the forward lines. It's like because they didn't have to. Like they're generating a lot of chances. Um, I I I kind of broke down like a lot of the numbers from the series and that story that I have up today, but it's like uh you know they out shot attempts they had more shot attempts it's like something like 59 percent of the shot attempts in the series came from them which is significant um like normally it's closer to 50 um but you look at like the uh the the combined shooting percentages and it's like the islanders were shooting like 11 percent the penguins were um like five point i think like seven percent which that comes down to goaltending if if you know Sorokin played well um Jari didn't I think that's really the story I know Crosby took a lot of blame at uh after the game last night specifically in you know in game six about like missed assignments and he said you know like I didn't make a big play um but um I mean they had three leads in that game and they blew them like that's um they they were scoring they just couldn't stop the Islanders <laughs> We're already talking about free agency. We got a question. Brian LaRay says, uh, what goalie options are available as free agents that you would want to see the Pens pursue to push Jari? Um, Taylor, is that even something to monitor right now? Like, I know, like, at the end of the NFL season, I I, I tell people, we don't know who's going to be available yet. You know who a couple are, just based on, like, I think the one name that you know that, that is going to be available is Chris Dreger on uh, the Panthers um, who they just got knocked out just because of who the Panthers have. Um, if you're not familiar, they started out with Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, the like $10 million a year, something crazy. And Dreger was the backup. Uh, Bobrovsky really didn't live up to that contract. So Dreger got a lot of um, playing time. And then, uh, last summer they did draft, um, the top goalie in the draft, Spencer Knight. Um, and then when his college season ended, he came in, he played really well, and they tur- Bobrovsky struggled in the playoffs. Um, so they put Spencer Knight in. He played really well. He, I don't think you can send him down to the minors for next year. I think you know they might go with Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky, which means Dreger, who is a pending free agent, will, will be available. I don't think he's – you'd be looking at him as a starter. I don't know if you maybe want a better tandem, um, mm-hmm. you know, because – they're, you're not talking about getting rid of Jari, but um, the question is like, it seems like more, more of a tan would push Jari, but even then, like, the Smith kind of was that at times in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't in the playoffs because he was hurt, but um, we talked about this uh, for our, our podcast this morning, too. But um, I don't know when you would have seen the Smith at all, you know, because people are like, oh, you know, that right, the Smith getting hit and hurt, uh, hurt in practice, you know, that kind of that ended up deciding the series. I don't know when they would have put him in. I think we would have seen him at some point in game six. I don't know if he would have started, but I mean, Jari had that, his really rough games. It was game one. I don't think they would have made a goaltending change after one game if they mm-hmm. had this myth. Um, game five, then, you know, he had that, you know, the flub in overtime. Um, Do you think that would have been a moment? Would that have been too like confidence blowing to say, "Hey, we're we're giving you a day off, a game off after that, just so you can get your mind right"? Yeah, I don't know. See, that's the question because like Sullivan after that game thought he talked about how he thought he played well. Other than that, um, he <laughs> thought he had a good game. Uh, so I don't I don't know if they would have made the switch then. I think we maybe would have seen him at some point in. Uh, in game six, um, if not starting, maybe at least in relief. But even then, 
I don't know. I don't know what if you would have put him in after the fourth goal. Like that would have been too late. Um, so Sullivan saying, other than that, is is the most. How did you like the play, Mrs. Lincoln? I've ever. Well, yeah, I tweeted that. Like he because the quote Sullivan, it was like I thought he had a heck of a game up and up until that like the first reply was like the titanic had a heck of a cruise up until, the, right. up until that like uh, uh oh man we're, we're gonna take a couple more questions before we take our first commercial break um but keep your questions coming we're gonna we, we're still here until 3 30 um taking all your questions Steelers fans says will we uh see uh samuel poland on the penguins roster next year i i don't think to start um he is having a really good season in juniors and i i don't know i the parts of his game that maybe they they like to see him work on, um, you know, just being a better tweet player. Tom Kostopoulos told us on our show that, you know, he thought he did really make strides in that area. It, it's different in the pro game. So I think they'll start him out in, in the AHL, see how he fares there. If he, if he you know, lights it up down there and he's um, responsible defensively down there, I think we'll see him come up um, at some point. But I think it would be a stretch to say that he could start um, the NHL roster. Uh, this is more of a comment. Uh, well, well, <laughs> uh, Daniel Mato says yesterday Sorokin was pedestrian. That's all we needed from Jari, and he didn't deliver. He needs to be traded for a bag of pucks and a used jockstrap. Jeez. Okay, Daniel, little, little much there. Uh, but I do agree that yeah, if they had gotten just a decent performance out of Jari, you would have avoided that problem. But, I think you'd say that about pretty much the the whole series, right. uh, especially like the number I talked about in the beginning, like. He allowed like eight more goals than he should have given the workload. If they would have gotten like average goaltending, as tight as those games were, like I'd be coming to practice right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, we have we have, we have one more question for our commercial break. Uh, David Persicki, along uh, all of our fans, he's always in here. Asks, "Hey, Chris, do you still know how to pronounce the name of the Penguins' backup goalie? Someone has been paying attention to these shows, and it's easy. You pronounce it Casey to Smith. There you go." <laughs> Cop out. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Obviously, he's talking about the guy who was active and the and the backup goalie for the Penguins. All right, all right, all right. My my real attempt to pronounce this guy's name is. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all new state of the art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Back here on the Afternoon Ask Anything show. I'm Chris Carter here with Taylor Haas, taking your questions. <laughs> Unless you're trying to embarrass me by telling me I still can't pronounce Legacy's name. <laughs> I mean, Fred got it. <laughs> oh, I got it! <laughs> Stop! I, I, was, I was just, I was like, I really don't remember. I hope it's this thing. Oh, man. 
Uh, but thank you, Dave Prisicki. It's always <laughs> it's always good to have those kind of laughs on the show. We like to have fun here on the afternoon. Ask anything. Let's keep it moving, though. That was Dave's question, so I appreciate you. Our Dan, our man from San Fran, says Sullivan to Seattle with a with a with a sunglasses face. Hey, man, chill out, chill out. Like like of all of all the things, Taylor. Like that that comes out out as 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 uh, you know. I, I understand hot seat talk is is but but that's just ridiculous, right? No, I, I think there are a couple of names out there. I think they've already talked to Rick Tockett. Um, I, I believe Rod Brindamore still hasn't signed an extension in, in Carolina. Um, and his name is – so, if, you know, they're going to poach an active active coach. You know, he makes sense just because of the Ron Francis connection. But Seattle's not going to take Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> your, uh, uh, your bald majesty says torts for a segment on TNT – um, I guess he was on TNT. Um, I, I no, I, I, I don't know if he's done like you know, just kind of like that light analyst work. But mm. I mean, because they are hiring former, you know, like players, like because they just they just got Gretzky um, as an analyst, which I right. don't. I guess is good for like the name recognition, but I don't think Wayne Gretzky is like that interesting to like listen to break down hockey. Mm. Um, it's not like. Basketball, like the basketball coverage, where like they have like you know the stars, and, like, they're actually. Well, they're, it's like they're stars, and they're actually like kind of good TV. I don't think Gretzky is necessarily that. Um, but how much of that is also hockey just hasn't been as prominently featured? Like, like for example, I, I tweeted last night during one of the NBA playoff games. Charles Barkley and Shaq just goofing off is prime television they're hilarious they're and, and and people were like yo this and i think there was like rating show it was the, the number one watched like sports show without sports in it just breaking things down and talking about things you know how who could even is there even a person for that in, in nhl or does that just have kind of have to be crafted through trial and error yeah i mean i think part of it you know if they are going for former players is that you know like hockey culture like they don't really like showing that kind of like personality, at least like while you're an active player, isn't that encouraged? I mean, there are some definitely some uh, former players that would make uh, that are at least entertaining, and maybe some current players too that when they're done would be good in that kind of role. I just don't um, like like Crosby. When Crosby's done, I don't think like Crosby really probably shouldn't be in like a TV role. Like it, what you're talking about, you know, like the Barkley and like the Shack that kind of thing. I don't think you would get that from from Crosby I mean like there are like a some of them like, like you, the spit and chicklets podcast mm-hmm. um you know regardless of what you think of it like you at least like get personality on that show and I think that's why that show is just so popular it's because like that's one of the only places you really get it um and it's because you know those guys have a good rapport with a lot of the guys they bring on but um I, I think it's hard to just you know build that up uh for like the the TNT broadcast or ESPN uh to start Switching up here with the Steelers question, Steelers fan asks, uh, will this offensive line be underrated if they play well past expectations? Well, yes, if they if they play past expectations, they'll be underrated. Well, I, I guess I kind of get that question. I, I get what you're saying there is that will people still 
still talk about them bad if they play past their expectations. I actually think so. I mean, we saw that last year when the Steelers were doing a lot of things right and they were 7-0, 8-0, 9-0, 10-0. Everyone's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, they're they are not that good. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, they'll lose this week. They'll lose this week. They'll lose this week. And it was like after the sixth week in a row of saying they're going to lose, they lost the game. Like, aha, we told you. And it's like, okay, good job. So I, I do think that that might happen. Um, you know, there's talk about this group changing its, its philosophy, changing to be more physical the new offensive line coach adrian clem talking about running through your face that's what they wanted to kind of do uh on the offensive line i think that there's 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 a chance for 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 a new culture to be cultivated because the the offensive line got passive last year when they realized they weren't just going to run the ball they were more more so there to protect ben roethlisberger I'll be interested to see how some of these young guys adapt to that. Will Kevin Dotson lean into that? He seemed like he did last year, and when they weren't even doing that kind of play, will Zach Banner be able to lean into that? Will David DeCastro be healthy again? Could Kendrick Green contribute early? Does Chuck Chooks for jump into it? So that's a very good question, but, hey, we got to see how it plays out. We're getting a lot of coaches' questions here, Taylor, about the Penguins. Um, Lewis McKenzie says, why would we want torts anyways? Brian Leroy says, trade Sullivan to the Kraken for a fourth-round pick. Um, you know, just – <laughs> I I I get uh I just I again I just don't see the the point of trying to do a big coach shakeup when uh, again I, I think that the, the the there was a constitution of players there like there was a there was a foundation to work from there that they that that could be built from it's just they had some serious brain farts in the playoffs that led to some bad moments and maybe again if Casey Smith there does that give Jari reprieve and help and, and keep them alive for a moment because it, it seemed like their forwards and defensemen they they had things going on in, the, in this series I mean but that's just kind of how hockey goes um, I mean Dan Balsma when he <laughs> got canned like they were a good regular season team they just they couldn't uh, get it done in the playoffs um you know, for a couple of years, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he, he, he took him there in uh, 09 in his first year, but then, you know, towards the end, he, they just couldn't get it done in the playoffs, and that was enough to make the switch. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of how hockey goes um, with coaching changes, and it's, it, it, you're just recycling the same old people, so, like, you'd just bring in someone who just got canned from another team, probably. Um that's uh yeah i think hockey's just different in in the way i mean you've seen i i can't remember who it was but like you know like a guy could win the jack adams and then you know get canned the next year i think that might have been bruce boudreau um who won the jack adams and then got fired like the next year maybe two years after that it's um just how hockey goes it is it is different we've certainly seen the heck the last two times they've changed coaches in the middle of the season hey the last wait last no sorry that's not the last two times but twice now they've changed coaches in the middle of the season and gone on to win the stanley cup so that's certainly hockey bill hoffman says great question this morning uh, cc about pitt and the national and national prominence prominence by the way that's my uh my talking point article on you know can pitt ever pit football ever get back to national uh contention and being you know being mentioned in, in the in those top ranked teams uh, he said, but what, you know, it's like, what is your take? I think it's unlikely Pitt will be contending for a national championship soon. But they could focus on uh, competing for the ACC championship in the years ahead. Bill, I, 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 that's my, that's my stance here. I'm not saying that any time within the next 10 years, this program is going to be, you know, in the college football playoff, duking it out with Clemson and Alabama and Oklahoma and Ohio state. I'm not saying that. 
I think that what Narduzzi's building is the is the ability to recruit better and get players who are excited to play a brand of football. And there is a brand of pit football that's exciting and not just you know pitting as people will make fun of them for. But the, you know the bringing heat on defense cornerbacks living on islands and being able to make plays off of them if they could put together a complete season and get eight nine wins and 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 have a nice bowl game those things attract better recruits you win more recruiting battles they already got there they, they get they, they're already getting a few several four-star guys a year they had four four-star guys in this last in this last recruiting class let's see how he continues to build here if if he can keep put, put together a few good seasons that can go a long way to getting pit to being hey can they just regularly be in the in the 20s of of rankings in college football because then they'll get invited to better bowl games if they can get back to that point where where they were for a bit under Wanstead that will change a lot of things here for Pitt football and then if they've established that as a foundation to spring off of then maybe you could start talking about okay what's the big move or what's the big hit in recruiting that's going to get you to compete at, at the at the national level and get more and get invited to the uh college football playoffs um, ba, 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 ba. I skipped over Penguins one. Rick Asaldo says, good afternoon. Who from the Pens is all but guaranteed to be gone this offseason? And what would be the biggest surprise move for Hextall and Burke to make? I mean, to start out with the free agents. Um, so uh, Bluger and Goudreau are the free agent, upcoming free agents who I think have earned, um, you know, significant raises. Um, Teddy is a, is a restricted free agent. Goudreau is uh, unrestricted. Um both make uh, either league minimum or just over league minimum. Uh, so they've definitely earned significant raises, which is tough. Um, two other free agents, uh, Aston Reese and Cece, I think are guys that, you know, I think they'd like to have back who um, both Aston Reese makes a million. Uh, Cece makes, I think like 1.2, um, a little over a million. I think both of them, you can kind of get, you could probably get back at around the same uh, money. I mean, Stacey, if he is going to be a second-pairing guy, probably earned a little bit of a raise. Um, Rodriguez, Sevier, and Jankowski are the free agents. I think you see walk um, because they don't need them. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Rodriguez is a good depth option, but I think uh, he could could probably get get a more regular job elsewhere, so he might look into that. Um, As far as trades, all but guaranteed, I think that's tough. I think Pedersen would be my pick if I had to pick a guy who they they trade. you're not going to get a whole lot, you know, one for, that wouldn't be a one for one. I think it'd be a part of another deal or you throw in, I say, I, I still, you really can't afford to throw in like prospects or picks, but I think just moving up Pedersen, uh, it opens up a spot for PO on the left side on defense uh, next season. All right. We're almost out of time here. So we're going to try to go rapid fire with some of these questions. Steelers fan asks, who will the Penguins not protect from the Kraken? That's that not you're right. Right. Oh, I mean, uh, my list, basically, it comes down to you either protect, like, what I would do, it comes down to either protect Bluger or Tanev, and I think that Seattle takes one of them. That does not, my list, that doesn't have them protecting Jeff Carter. I don't think Seattle would take Jeff Carter because when he's 36, he's not going to play that much yeah. longer. It, it would be a waste of a pick. You'd rather have a younger Bluger or Tanev if he's left available. So, one of those guys. Um, Paul Ski Five Cents says, uh, what about getting someone to, beside Jake to go, uh, going to the front of the net? That'd be nice. Um, I think, you know, that's something that could have made a difference in this series, uh, being able to rattle, at least, you know, get Sorokin off his game. Um, I don't know if Hornquist would have, you know, been the difference in this series, but, 
they needed someone to get Sorokin off of his game. Paulski Fussens also asks, is there an upcoming goalie in the pen system that has a good glove hand? I know you, you're well-versed in what's going on with the baby pens. Yeah, I mean, we t- I, like I said before, like I don't think Jari has a weak glove hand. I think he which is off of his game this series because we it, that hasn't been a problem in the past. Um, Dorio is a very good uh, upcoming uh, goalie prospect. He actually catches on the opposite hand most goalies catch. Um, he, has, he has a good glove hand. Um, uh, Cal Klang and Joel Blomquist uh, over in Europe are they're just solid overall goalies. Um, it's always going to be different uh, when they come over to North America, so you have to wait to see how they make that change. And they're both so young. They only drafted them last season, so. That remains to be seen, but um, they do have good goalie prospects. And uh, Eric Red says, I am going to preface this by saying I am not anti-Gino, but is this finally the year to move on, move or to move him in order to open up some cap space? You can <sighs> fill his spot with Carter for a year, I suppose. No, no, they're <laughs> not like I, I <laughs> this was like all over, you know, Twitter, whatever, in the comments last. No. Um, Malkin has, I, it, it just doesn't make sense logistically. Malkin has a full no movement clause. If he's going to go anywhere, he has full say in where he's going. Um, if, you know, even if he would be, we don't know that he would be okay with going out at all. If he would, um, be okay with the move, he'd likely, uh, really kind of pick one or two teams. They'd have to be contenders in places he'd want to go. Um, you know, it's like the two Florida teams. Um, which would make sense because he does spend a lot of time in Florida in the offseason. Um, they don't need him, um, and they don't have the cap space. You know, if you're trying to free up cap space, uh, contenders aren't, you know, that Malkin would want to go to a contender. Contenders are not in a position to be eating up cap for you. Um, so you're not going to free up cap space by trading Malkin to a contender. That's probably where he'd want to go. And even if Malkin would say, like, okay, I will go to this one team, that team, like, that team has to want him. Well, that team has to want him, and even if they do, they, they, the Penguins would have no leverage because you know, right. for, say Florida for Florida doesn't need him at center, but but say you know Malkin says like I will go to Florida, um, and Florida's like okay, Florida also would probably know that they're the only team that the Penguins have a shot of moving him to. So it's like what we saw to a lesser extent Taylor Hall when the Sabres were looking to move Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall was going to go to Boston, and he was axing trades to other teams. So the Sabres got two pit, like draft picks, like not even a first rounder for Taylor Hall because um, Hall forced their hand because he had all of the leverage. And that's kind of the situation there. And um, it, 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 there's just no way that this makes any sense for them. Logistically, you're not going to free up cap space because uh, the only way you'd be doing that is like by trading him to a team like L.A. Um, and Malkin's not going to want to go to L.A., who's like a few years off. He's going to want to go to a contender. I just want to say I am extremely flattered, Eric, that you think that I could fill in for the spot of Malkin <laughs> on the roster. Thank you. Uh, I would happily just take a contract. A mil and a half? Is that is that a lot of hockey money? A mil and a half a year, Taylor? Is that a reasonable salary for one year? Second line center? Uh, second line center, no. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I mean, fourth line center, maybe. Um, <laughs> Bluger was making less than that because he was on, you know, a minimum deal, but, uh, <laughs> it's like third, fourth, five money. Okay. It's, uh, but I'm just being modest. You know, I've never played hockey before. I could, a mil and a half. That's all I'm asking. You know, a mil and a half. I could pay off my college loans. <laughs> 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 um, finishing out here, 
Uh, but, but, but we got a lot of questions left. Woo, you guys asked a whole lot today. Um, let's do this. Let's ask Could a football I, question and a hockey question. Yeah. Dan Lavoie asks, is Julio Jones the only big name out there who, who may find their way to a new team before the NFL season starts? No, Dan. Um, you know, everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers. The more and more that that deteriorates, the more and more I think that something's going to happen there and he just wants to get the heck out um, and they're and they're like getting tired of putting up with it. Um, I, I do think him. But also the thing is that like we saw Morgan Moses get cut, you know, a week ago. There's there's so still so many teams that need to open up cap space and think about what they're doing for the you know for for this year and for the future with when we saw how much cap space is there's only 208 million dollars in cap space um, after this season. Teams are want to gear up so that they can spend whatever money they want in, when that happens because that's when we're going to be you're, you're going to be, be a big spender. So um, I, I do think other people, yes, are going to be moved. Might not even be a player worth thinking about right now. Um, and then we got one more hockey question. Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. No, like I said, there's another Malkin question. But well, what about him being exposed to Seattle? He, he's not. He has a full no movement clause. He'd have to waive it to be exposed. They're not going to expose him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to. Um, that, that, that's why I was going to skip over because Dave, Dave, we had Dave Molinari on yesterday and he was like, that's, that, that's not how that works. You can't just skip. He would, he would have to like, like Flurry. Flurry had a no movement clause. He right. waived it because he wanted to go he was okay with going to vegas i don't think malkin would you know waive his claws to go to seattle um right so that's not happening last one then uh david king says do you think ron hextall will try to add more toughness in terms of alligator or excuse me agitator <laughs> that, that's yeah that was as soon as i said that i was like that's not right oh man we're on fire today chris at least i got le- legacy today okay um uh, do you think Ron Hextall will try to add more toughness in terms of an agitator type player, but don't know who would be out there? Mm, I think uh, so. The big thing with you know Burke, um, I mean, who obviously works with Hextall's truculence, um, bigger, more physical. So I think we might see that come around eventually, like as a long term goal. I don't know if that's going to be available this <laughs> scooter uh, says i read alligator too thank you because i was like alligator what i yeah so i don't know if that's going to be available um this offseason you know guys who can do that role well and also play hockey um are not cheap um and they're very rare so i i, I don't it, it depends what the market's going to be who's going to be out there and that's not always the difference maker i mean you saw what happened to uh i mean tom wilson's not necessarily an agitator he's just i i don't know what word i would describe to uh tom wilson with but you saw how how good it did them this uh series so uh uh so i don't know that was four i'm just putting a thumbs up because of that that response to tom wilson but thank you everyone for tuning into the afternoon ask anything show we really appreciate all the questions all the viewers all the listeners if you're on the podcast platform and hey if you miss any moments from this that you want to go back and hear answers to we had had a ton of penguins questions about the playoff loss that taylor gave a lot of expertise into so go check that out on our podcast platform that you can download on apple spotify google Podcasts, simply by searching dk pittsburgh sports also check our check our workout on the website taylor breaking all things down with dave molinari and david david kovacevic and tom reed about what's happening in these playoffs and of course my work with dale on the steelers and alex and gerard 
talking about what's going on with those pirates, man, because it, it's been a rough one today. They just uh, they just finished their game. But all of that can be found right at DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks so much for listening. Be back tomorrow with DK and Tom wrapping up the afternoon at Ask Anything show.